Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Tuesday edition Lockdown Rams. I'm back, baby. Took a week off. I appreciate everyone for hanging with me. I got a little sick, had friends and family in town, just needed to kind of regroup a little bit. But I'm back. I'm excited. I've got a lot to share with you guys. We have a lot of awesome things coming up here on the network and on Lockdown Rams, so I'm going to get to all that a little bit later. Haven't talked to you guys for about a week now, so I'm going to do a little recap of some of the stuff that's gone on in the NFL. I'm going to try to keep this a little more NFL-focused. Obviously, everything will spin back to the Rams, but I kind of want to, as we're here in the offseason, look around the NFL, look at how teams are developing, talk about the draft. We're really going to dive into that. I've got some exciting guests that are going to come on the show. I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. Uh, But we're going to kind of open this thing up I'm going to break down some stuff. So for this episode, we're going to kind of go back over the past week, talk about some things that have happened, how it affects the Rams, how maybe it doesn't, just talking about the NFL in general and kind of how moving pieces. This is the most exciting time. For us NFL fans, this can be some of the most exciting times in the NFL because you just don't know what's going to happen, the direction teams take, the trades that go on, the cuts, free agency, all that. There's tons to talk about, so we're going to get to that and then break down some draft prospects looking at who's hot coming into this draft, where they're going to land, what the Rams are going to do for that and more. So uh, lots of exciting things coming up. Appreciate your guys' patience during the week off. But I'm back, baby. Let's talk some football, huh? Before we get off and running, I want to hit a couple things. You know the deal. We got to talk about where you can find us, social media, all that type of stuff. I'm going to announce some of the winners for the contest that we have, which is really exciting. I want to thank you guys for all participating in that. Don't forget, you can find Lockdown Rams on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere podcasts are at. We're there. So go hit the subscribe button, share with a friend. Thank you for all the new listeners as everyone's jumping back on during the off season. We appreciate you guys listening. Social media, you guys know where to find me, at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. We saw tons of traction during the Super Bowl, a bunch of new people joining the group. So continue to interact with us. We're going to try to get some fun sponsors on the show, do some more giveaways. I encourage you guys to continue to participate in all the contests we do, giveaways. Uh, really helps with some of our sponsors, pay for things uh, that help get this show up and running. So uh, your support, as always, is key. So with that, a couple things that we had going over the last couple weeks that I want to make sure I announced our playoff towel that we're sending out. That was for the score prediction in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, man, like 98% of the entries were way off. I think we can all be in agreements that none of us really expected that outcome from the Rams. So none of the predictions were really close at all. But the closest was Randy Robinson, one of the only people to have his score prediction be under the 20s on both sides. So he was the closest. So we have the LA Rams playoff towel going out to Randy Robinson. Thank you so much for participating in that. You should be seeing that here in the mail in the next week or so. And then Lokai. We had a little contest, side contest going out with the Lokai bracelet, an advertisement that we did uh, during the Super Bowl. Basically, all you had to do was send us a screenshot. We had about 11 entries, so I appreciate everyone that submitted Guys, think about that for the next engagement we do. You had a 1 in 11 chance winning a NFC playoff t-shirt or Super Bowl if if we won that game, but uh, we all know that didn't happen. But anyway, we picked a t-shirt, basically took the 11 contestants, put it into a spreadsheet, 
went to Google, picked a random number, correlated it back to the spreadsheet. I know, that's like super smart or super easy, one of the two. And after all that scientific research on picking a winner, Mark Corbett was the selection. So Mark Corbett, all you gotta do is hit me up again. I think you hit me up on Facebook, so reach back out to me on Facebook. Send me an address that I can uh, send a shirt to you and we'll talk about how we're gonna kind of pick that out. Whew, all right, good stuff. Love giving stuff away. So continue to interact with us. All of our sponsors, if you guys want to sponsor the show, reach out to me, lockdownrams at gmail.com. We're going to have some great shows throughout the offseason. I'm really excited about some of the guests we're going to have on. Uh, speaking of guests, tomorrow we're actually going to have Jake from Downtown Rams. If you guys listen to that podcast or follow them on social media, Jake knows tons about the NFL draft. He goes down to the Senior Bowl. He's at the Combine. He's always out at all these things, interviewing future players and getting kind of some behind the scenes that way. We're going to break down the barriers of the podcast world. There's no us versus them or anything like that. We're all on the same side as far as being Ram supporters. So I'm going to get Jake on here. We're going to pick his brain on some of the things that he's been working on and doing research on, especially in the draft area, where the Rams are going to go from there. Again, kind of pulling out as far as the big picture on the NFL, look at some of the players that are coming in, who's going to be hot. So look forward to that. I'm also reaching out to a few other Rams podcasts. So you may recognize a few names coming over in the next week or two. And we're going to get some guests on to kind of get their take on everything. The community of Rams and Rams podcasters is awesome. There's a lot of great shows out there. So I encourage you guys to continue to listen to other people out there. And I want to bring some of those people to you and vice versa. So we're going to kind of open up the doors and get a lot of guests on here, starting with Jake from Downtown Rams tomorrow. We're going to chat with him and kind of talk over all of that. And then we've got the network here, the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm going to go around the NFL this offseason. We're going to talk to every single team. We're going to get an insight from them, what their big moves are for the offseason, how they need to fill the team. The main goal for every team is to be where the Rams were in February, right? Going for the Super Bowl. So we're going to talk to every host around the network, pick their brain. It also gives you guys a chance to hear some voices around the network and hear about other teams and other opportunities that we have on this network and uh, all the awesome stuff that's going on with the Locked On NFL channel that we have here. Again, we're going to have Matt Williamson on a few times. We're going to go in. We're going to reach out to some of our Locked On NFL draft experts. We're going to have them on as well. So great content. I'm going to continue to build for you guys. If you have any suggestions, comments, let me know. I told you where to reach me at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Reach out to me. I'm totally open for anything you guys want to hear about. This is the off season. This is when we dig in, we dig deep, we kind of open up the gates and really just go after it. So anything you guys want to hear, we will talk about that. I'm just really excited to bring on a bunch of new guests and bring you guys some awesome, consistent content through the off season. All right, we're off and running. Whew. Apologize if I'm a little rusty. I take one week off and I turn this mic on and I got nervous for half a second. Like, I don't know how to do this. And then I started talking and here we are. We're already ready for our first commercial break. Guys, welcome back. Lockdown Rams, we are back bringing you content on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis until we are back to the NFL season. I'm going to step aside, take our first break. We're going to be back on the other side. We're going to jump right into NFL news, what's happening, what's going on, and we're going to kind of peek into some of those Lockdown podcasts and kind of hear on some of their takes, and then I'm going to expand on that. So we'll be right back after this Bear Modder Lockdown Ram Tuesday.
All right, Rams Nation, welcome back. Tuesday edition, Lockdown Rams. I'm your host, Bear Motter. This is our second segment, kicking it off. As promised on the other side, we're going to jump in to NFL. Just NFL news in general. A lot has happened since we last spoke. And I kind of want to just got a list of things I'm going to kind of pick on. And then we're going to kind of kick back and forth through some of our hosts as they kind of broke some news and also talked about some of the things that are hot in the NFL right now. We'll kind of start with the draft because that is one of the most exciting things that we have next to look forward to in the NFL. Kyler Murray came out, the Oklahoma quarterback. He was going back and forth about playing MLB or NFL. He finally decided to skip out on baseball. I think he's got to give like five million bucks back to the A's who drafted him or maybe a couple million that he's already gotten from that. And he's going to enter the NFL draft. Kyler Murray, a small quarterback. If he was drafted in the first round, he would be the smallest quarterback to be drafted in the first round. I'm actually really excited to kind of get Jake's perspective tomorrow about where he will land. Actually, a side bet with a friend of mine that he's taken within the first 20 picks, and he has 20 over. There's a lot of potential opportunity for where he can get picked in that first round. I mean, early as the, the Giants, the Dolphins need a quarterback. Jags probably need a quarterback few other landing spots which we'll talk about over the next couple weeks as the draft gets closer but Kyler Murray in the draft I'm excited he has a little bit of a Russell Wilson yes that short comparison but also the athletic ability great arm strength can keep a play going not the accuracy that you're probably used to as as a first round quarterback but all the intangibles all the other things that he has that kind of go into his gameplay really make him a dangerous standout in this draft Exciting news for him, though. Exciting news for the NFL, I think. If we lost him to baseball, just one player less to kind of get excited about. Uh, we'll see if he ends up being a first-round pick and franchise quarterback and someone that gets a start right away. We saw some rookie quarterbacks last year. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. There are a lot of names floating around. Josh Rosen in our own league. He didn't do very well. There's even talks that they may try to trade him. They got the number one pick, Arizona. Maybe they try to package... Josh Rosen in a trade to get a quarterback at one, move back a few positions and get a quarterback. Uh, Lots to kind of get there. But the rookie quarterback is always an interesting play. We saw it here with Jared Goff. Didn't really get a chance until about seven games left in the season. Half of that was with a special teams coach as his head coach. Uh, But that rookie quarterback always brings some interesting conversation. We'll talk more about Kyler Murray, but he's going to be one of those guys. And as we talk about quarterback play, I'm going to pitch it over to Matt Williamson, locked on NFL, as he kind of looks at the picture of the quarterback and the revolving door of this and where people could go and how things could end up. So here's Matt Williamson on the quarterback situation during the offseason. We're still going to see a lot of quarterback movement. Keenum, Tannehill, Bridgewater, Bortles, maybe some others. I'm really starting to get the feeling that it's not a done deal, but I really think Foles ends up in Jacksonville. They Uh, need each other the most. That was Matt Williamson, locked on NFL, kind of a little overview of some of the potential movement on some of the backups or guys trying to find new homes. Probably the biggest thing that stood out there was, you know, his prediction or thought of Foles going to Jacksonville. Pretty interesting there. I, I'm not going against them. I, I could see that as being a good fit. They need to move forward, but they also probably need someone in a transition period if they're going to go draft a quarterback, someone to kind of take the reins for a little bit. We're not really sure what exactly Nick Foles is. We've got this idea of you know this magic Nick Foles and what he can do in the playoffs and late in the season. Can he play 17 games? Can he be that consistent what he was as far as taking care of the ball and making big plays when they needed it uh, with a different team? It'll be interesting to see kind of how that develops. But Nick Foles is definitely done in Philly. 
He's decided to move on. He rejected the option of his contract to re-sign for X amount of million dollars. Uh, Philly has a couple things that they can do. They can franchise tag him and trade him. They can straight trade him. They can put a third round tender on him if they want. And anyone that offers, they can have an opportunity to match. If they don't match, which they won't, uh, they'll at least get something back. So if they're going to trade him, I would assume that it would be something for at least a third round or better. If not, you might as well just go through the process and try to get a compensatory draft pick out of it. Uh, We'll talk about that later with the Rams and what they did as far as getting draft picks. But Nick Foles is a very, very interesting quarterback in this offseason. But Nick Foles will be on the move, as a bunch of quarterbacks will. And in fact, there was another quarterback that was on the move. And here is Cody Rourke from Lockdown Broncos to tell us about it. Broncos have traded for Joe Flacco. The Ravens have agreed to trade Joe Flacco to the Broncos in exchange for a fourth round pick. Now this opens up a lot of discussion, a lot of insight, and a lot of thought on what are the Broncos doing? What is John Elway doing? What is going through the mind of the Broncos organization? That was Cody Rourke from Lockdown Broncos. He's been on the show before. We'll have him again this offseason. Awesome host if you guys want to go check out another podcast. If you ever see something pop up with draft-related or any trade news, go check out Cody. He does a great job in the podcast over there. Uh, but like he said, what is what is John Elway doing? Uh, he went in and talked about you know the directions and different ways they can go with this. But I found this pretty interesting. Uh, Joe Flacco was going somewhere. Obviously, we all saw that Lamar Jackson took over the end of that season. Played pretty well. I think he even set records as a quarterback as far as rushing and only played, you know, eight games or whatever it was to close the season. So he's going to have, you know, potentially a big year uh, on the ground. We still haven't seen what he can do consistently through the air, uh, but they are moving on from Joe Flacco. The funny thing is now the Broncos sit here with Joe Flacco and Case Keenum. Most likely you're thinking they're going to try to move away from Keenum, maybe trade him, try to get something back for him. Maybe they hold on to him. I think he's going to get you know, five, seven million dollars. So it's going to be interesting to see who wants to step up and pay that. Or if there's a buyout or if he's just straight cut release, we'll find that over time. But, you know, as I look at this and and where this goes out of these two quarterbacks, it's almost like that meme. And I actually saw someone tweet that out was the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. And that's that's basically what these guys are. If you look at the last three seasons, and I'm just going to go back and forth on some statistics on these guys. Win loss, 21 and 20 for Joe Flacco. Case Keenum, 21 and 18. Completion percentage, 63.8 exactly for both guys over the past three seasons. Passing yards per game, Joe Flacco, 242. Case Keenum, 235. Touchdowns to interception, Flacco's got 50 34. Keenum's got 49 33. And passer rating, 82.6 for Flacco, 86 even for Case Keenum. They're identical, right? Joe Flacco obviously coming out of a system where he didn't really have a big time wide receiver in the last couple of years, kind of had a mixed bag of guys. Obviously, Case Keenum, eh, kind of the same. Never had that big time wide receiver, Demarius Thomas, we thought was that guy. They ended up trading him away last year. He kind of did it with a variation of wide receivers to kind of close the season. Both of them coming from kind of a running back heavy system. Broncos. Uh, with two really young running backs that really dominated last season as far as where their offensive production came from. Same with, uh, you know, the Ravens. Over the past couple of years, they've had a couple running backs that have split the carries and really tried to be a ground-and-pound team. I'm interested to see what the Broncos are doing here. If they go get somebody in free agency as far as wide receiver, if they look to fill that need in the draft. Uh, But very interesting on what is going on with that quarterback situation. And, And that was the first piece to fall. 
as Matt Williamson was talking, there's a lot of other moving pieces, backup quarterbacks as things get shifted around. You know, the Broncos weren't the only one interested in Joe Flacco, surprisingly enough. Uh, reports came out that the Redskins were interested. They're looking to fill Alex Smith's role. I mean, they kind of built that offense around Alex Smith, thought he fit in perfect. So they're trying to figure out how to fill that Moving forward, Alex Smith may play again. It's not going to be next year. We all know that with the complications he had with his surgery and his broken leg. So they've got to figure out whether they want a short-term fix or if they're going to go draft somebody and look to get a brand-new franchise quarterback. Lots of questions there. They put a lot of money into Alex Smith. So the quarterback carousel is just so interesting this offseason. And we're going to continue to follow it here and get some updates from other Lockdown hosts as it goes. But that's one thing that you can rest easy as a Rams fan. We have got our quarterback. That's Jared Goff. There's a lot of talk about him. Uh, when will the Rams extend him? Will they look to you know, have him play out his rookie contract and then either go draft somebody or go trade for somebody and try to continue to play on this idea that they kind of built their team around, which was really cheap quarterback play, spend money in other areas like wide receiver, running back, and the defense side of the ball. Uh, I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to extend Jared Goff at one point, but maybe we go and watch him one more season to see what he's got before they extend him or try to give him more money. We'll find out what Lesney wants to do in the offseason as far as Jared Goff. But the nice thing is you're watching this quarterback carousel go around and everyone talking about, you know, Flacco and Blake Bortles and Keenum and Tannehill. Like, well, good thing is we don't have to worry about those guys unless they're coming in to be a backup. There are a lot of talk about Case Keenum coming back to the Rams to back up Jared Goff. I don't see that happening just for money alone, unless Case Keenum is going to come in and take a huge pay cut and totally be cool with being the backup again. I think he wants to fight for a starting role, whether that is remains to be in Denver or he goes elsewhere. But nice thing to be a Rams fan right now, not to have to worry about a quarterback dilemma or who is going to lead the team next year. We know that's McVay. We know that's Jared Goff. And so far, we have a pretty good feeling that that's going to end up pretty well for us. All right, guys, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to jump over to the other side. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the NFL stories that are still going on right now. We're going to talk a little bit about the draft. We may say some of that tomorrow for Jake. We are off and running. Tuesday edition, Lockdown Rams, Bear Modern. More after this. All right, Rams Nation, we are back third and final segment. I'm back. Tuesday edition, Lockdown Rams, your host, Bear Modder. Thank you guys again for being patient while I was gone. I am now here to provide you with content once again. We've got a lot to get to. So, again, this was kind of our NFL recap show, getting things back to where we're all on the same page because some of this stuff I needed to talk about because it happened. We're opening up the books in the offseason. We're going to talk all teams. We're going to focus things, try to bring them back to Rams-focused stuff. But there are too many juicy headlines going on. We got to talk about it. So with that, we'll get into, you know, maybe we'll call this the controversial segment of the episode where we're going to talk about a few things that, uh, you know, we had followed a little bit throughout the season. But now we are now going to kind of give them a, a, a few moments here in this episode. Uh, Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled their lawsuit out of court. Uh, Eric Reed also signed a three-year extension with the Panthers, came out after the settlement that Kaepernick's agent basically said that he still wants to play football and he listed the Panthers and Patriots as top suitors for where he may end up. Obviously, we know the Panthers seem to be okay with this. They just gave Eric Reed an extension. Obviously, Eric Reed deserved that. He had a really good season. He is a high motor competitor on the defense. Fun to watch. 
But they come with baggage. Obviously not enough for the Panthers with Eric Reed, but Kaepernick is a different story. I really, to be honest, wanted to see this thing play out just because uh, I would love for the NFL to have to open up their books and learn a little bit more about what is behind the scenes. But the NFL wanted no part of that. There is no understanding of what the agreement consisted of. You see a lot of reports. People are guessing, you know, was it 50 million? Is that the cap where you're looking at? It was 50 million over or 50 million and under. We'll never know. Maybe we'll. Someone's probably going to leak it in a year or two. We'll find out a little bit more about it. I find this extremely interesting. I would put myself as far as a supporter on the side that I'd like to see Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL. There are way too many crappy backup quarterbacks that are getting jobs, and Cap is not. I'd like to see if he still got something in him. He was so fun to watch in college, University of Nevada. He was fun to watch with the Niners for a while when he was back there running around driving Packers defense crazy to get to the Super Bowl. He had a moment where he was a top-end quarterback. I think he's still got something in him. I'd like to see it. I know, obviously, as a Rams fan, in the division, it was never really fun. As a, You know, you kind of wanted to root against Kaepernick. But now I'd like to see him kind of join a team, see if he got something left. If I'm putting money on it, no. We'll never see him again in an NFL uniform. But that's what's fun about sports. You never know what's going to happen. And that kind of rolls me into the next guy, Kareem Hunt. Just signed a contract with the Browns not too long ago. I'm a big believer in second chances, but this one is tough, man. This one's tough. Obviously, we know Kareem Hunt got in trouble. The videos that TMZ put out of him pushing and kicking a girl, assault on a female, obviously extremely serious, and there needs to be re repercussion for that. So it's tough for me, man. I'm, it's, I've always been raised to give second chances, but there's a line where you're just like, hey, man, this is a privilege to play in the NFL. It's not so much a right, but it was going to happen, I guess, to kind of come full circle to that, in my opinion on it, and I'm sure a lot of people's opinion on it because we saw a lot of noise about it, but you kind of expected this, kind of expected an NFL team to put their neck out there, sign him. They're still going through the process. He's still on the exempt list, the commissioner exempt list. We're expecting a suspension at some point. Are they going to retroact that suspension from the time that he was you know, basically put on the exempt list? Is it going to be added to? There's tons of questions, but the Browns went out there and said, hey, we're going to sign this guy. There's some connections there. Kareem Hunt is from Cleveland. In a weird way, the event happened in Cleveland, so I don't know if I if I love that. He's going back and kind of being, I don't want to say rewarded, but he's getting another chance in the town that this all happened. His hometown obviously had some issues there. Maybe he's got to figure out a, a different friend circle there. But the Browns are willing to go through that process with him. Don't forget, Dorsey, the GM for the Browns, was the GM for Kansas City when he was drafted. So there's a relationship there. He said in his statement that he believes that Kareem Hunt is not this character. He's in counseling. He's in alcohol counseling. He's in domestic abuse counseling. He is trying to get better as a person. So they are giving him an opportunity to do that with a second chance. So I'm on the fence about this. I don't, I don't honestly, if I had to pick, I would probably lean towards Cream Hunt getting another chance. You go back to that Ray Rice. Ray Rice never got an opportunity, but Ray Rice wasn't Cream Hunt. Ray Rice was, I think, 26, 27, 28, just up top of my head of when he was suspended, coming off a couple of poor years. So people probably would have given him a chance if he was a little bit better. Uh, that was our first case of seeing this video release. Ray Rice was also, you know, straight boxing punch to the face, knocked her out cold. A little bit different, but if you want to step back and look at it, as a whole, it's not different, right? Abuse is abuse. But, man, this one's interesting. Either way, Kareem Hunt is signed. Browns, they're going to give him another chance. We'll see how that plays out with the suspension and more. But I had to talk about it because I am almost 
on the fence here. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I want to bring it to you guys. If you have a comment on it, feel free to reach out to me on our Facebook page or DM me or comment. I'm kind of curious to see where everyone else stands. And then as we're in the drama world, this is no off the field drama, but it is definitely a Twitter drama and asking for trade. We got Antonio Brown, probably one of the best wide receivers in the game, has had it, is over being in Pittsburgh, is over being a Steeler. He's actually going to meet with the owner this week is, is what we're told. We'll see what comes out of that conversation. But he's gone on to Twitter to thank the fans and say, peace out, I'm moving on and requesting a trade. He went on to kind of take some Twitter questions from fans People asked, what's the riff with Ben? He said, not really a riff, just a matter of respect, mutual respect, and said Ben has kind of an ownership mentality, says whatever he wants, has no accountability coming back that no one can say anything to him. He's kind of over that. That's tough to mend that relationship, quarterback to wide receiver. Uh, yeah, quarterback throws him the ball. That's the one-two combo. You need the one or the two to be a part of that combo. Uh, I expect him to move. I don't know where that's going to be, who's going to be a suitor for that. We'll talk about that as that develops, as people come into the play for this. I don't think it's the Rams. I've seen multiple stories and clickbait things trying to get scenarios for Antonio Brown. I just don't see it. Wide receiver is not a need for the Rams. We're actually getting Cooper Cup back to add back into the fold. That will put us with three great wide receivers in my mind, or at least... You know, you can look at Cooks being the high-end guy and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup being very, very solid two and three options. I love that one, two, three combo. I don't want to mess that up. I think you'd have to involve one of those guys in a trade. You're looking at multiple future picks. I think Brown definitely takes on a first-round pick. I just don't see it for the Rams. I don't see it financially. I don't see it fit-wise, especially a guy that's now demanding a trade. That's not really the we-not-me mentality. If this was maybe in the offseason before we got Brandon Cooks and we were still looking for that big number one wide receiver that we were talking about last year at this point. But where we stand now, we've got different needs. We've got to be smart about our money. And I just don't think Antonio Brown is a fit. But there is another guy that just became available as we kind of transition into our next story here. We're going to go back to Cody Rourke as he tells us a little bit more about the next guy we're going to talk about. All good things must come to an end. Now, this is a good move for the Broncos in the long term because Brandon Marshall, unfortunately, he couldn't stay healthy in the last three years. Two out of the last three years, he's had banged up injuries. He had a shoulder, torn rotator cuff, and then he had a knee injury in 2018 that hindered him. The Broncos did the right thing. They had to make a move. They had to go on from Brandon Marshall, and now their focus transitions to the NFL draft or free agency. Top target, C.J. Mosley. If not, Devin White is a guy to look for. So again, that was Cody Rourke with Locked On Broncos, and we're talking Brandon Marshall, linebacker released. He mentioned it, injured two of the last three years. Denver had to make a decision. I still think there's a lot left for Brandon Marshall, and, and the good thing is he's going to come at a cheap discounted price, probably that one or two years show me deal. Maybe you get a one year, couple million dollars, come out and show everyone you can play deal, which would be awesome. He's highly motivated. He comes from that Denver system, a.k.a. he's got some relationships with Wade. He fits well into the 3-4. All those things connecting, get back with Tlaib. Let's start doing some reuniting. It's all going to depend on what the Rams are going to do with Mark Barron in the offseason, what they're looking at for linebacker in the draft, what they're going to do with Corey Littleton, restricted free agent, which kind of puts the power in the Rams side. Any offer that is given by another team, the Rams can match. Again, that goes back to the compensatory draft picks. If we don't decide to match, we can get something back for him. Uh, all that we're going to talk about as we get closer to those dates. Uh, but I like this one. This one's interesting. A veteran, something to prove. 
comes with some Denver ties to Wade Phillips, fits in the system well, looking to make a big statement on, you know, what you could call a comeback at this point for him being injured two of the last three years. Got some good speed, linebacker, checking a lot of boxes right there. You also heard Cody mention C.J. Mosley and Devin White. Devin White coming out in the draft. I think he's going to be going before we get an opportunity to get him. But C.J. Mosley, former University of Alabama, playing with the Ravens. He's up for a contract. Another guy that might fit in the system. I know that he mentioned Denver going after him, but a lot of teams going to be looking at them as well. We're going to kind of break that down over the next few weeks. Some of the potential free agents that fit into what we're looking for, whether that be linebacker, outside edge pressure, you know, what are we doing with our own guys? We're going to break all that down as we continue to go. But I wanted to catch us up, right? I've been gone for a week. So some of the, those are some of the movements that are happening. And that's what I love. I mean, you even heard uh, the last couple of days that Robert Quinn and the Dolphins are maybe looking to part ways. Do we want to try to bring them back on a Rams friendly, come back to the organization deal and get some pressure from Robert Quinn on the outside? Or are we kind of done with that? I don't know. We'll discuss that more as things develop because obviously he's still a Dolphin at this point, but there's a lot of talks. I know you kind of build this top 10 free agent list and I love it in off season because that list changed every day. Once we get to that free agent time and teams start cutting players and, and you get those, you know, sports center breaking news things and you're like, wow, that guy was released. A lot of opportunity to add veterans at this point of the season that are looking to get on championship football teams, aka what the Rams have done, trying to get with that boy genius McVay and trying to jump on with guys like Todd Gurley in that explosive offense. And then the defense that came together, got some really young talent on that back end. LA's become a pretty good landing spot. So we've got lots of opportunity to add people. We've got about $35 million in cap space right now, which is right around average of the NFL. So we're sitting, you know, middle of the pack with that. But again, we talked about Baron. We talked about Brockers. There's a lot of opportunity to maybe snip a couple dollars around the corner and make that number go up a little bit and kind of slide up and try to go get some more exciting people. Whew. I'm back, baby. Got me here ranting and rolling. But as I look at the timesheet, looks like I have gone past my target of what I'm trying to get to you guys today. Don't want my voice to go out in one episode, do we? Tomorrow I'm back. Told you we got Jake from Downtown Rams. We're going to talk more about the draft, more about Rams. We're getting a little bit more focused tomorrow on players. Maybe what we can do as far as the Rams at our pick at 31. Trading down sounds great. We'll talk to Jake about that. We'll be back with a full week to close it out all the way up to Friday. Always reach out to me, questions, comments, concerns, any feedback, trying to improve this all the time. Lockdownrams at gmail.com. Lockdownrams, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. Reach out to me any of those places. LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. So excited to be back. I appreciate you guys all hanging with me and listening. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation. Peace. You know you like